Hey guys, it's Shirley Gerard with Rise Up Give Back, and I just thank you so much for joining us today on our very first official podcast. Um, I just wanted to touch base with everyone and kind of give you an idea of what we're all about before we get into today's um, information and what we're going to talk about. Um, we are an organization that, I'll be honest, I am in the midst of creating right now. Um, I'm going through my website and my branding currently and writing up my business plan, but um, I just have a real passion for what we're about to talk about and um, what this company is doing. And so I thought that there is no better way than to get started on this than um, to start a podcast. And um, this was part of my business model anyways, and I just figured why not go ahead um, because today is a big day and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so a little bit about RISE UP. So RISE stands for Reading to Inspire Self-Growth and Enlightenment. And what that means is that I feel very strongly you cannot read a book and be a better person. You cannot go to a conference and be a better person. You cannot volunteer somewhere and be a better person. Those things are all good things. Don't hear that. What I'm telling you is unless you feel it, unless you take it in, and unless you use those tools, those books, those conferences, those volunteer times, unless you use those and really reflect and let them inspire you into your self-growth, your self-growth is not going to be sustained. Yes, you could read a book and feel really good the next day, or yes, you could volunteer at the local hospital and for the next week be on a kind of a high, but what happens next? So that's where the self-growth comes in. If you're not constantly focusing on growing yourself and making yourself better, how in the world do you expect someone else to want to be like you, right? Uh, a lot of you guys listening, you might have kids. What if your kids grew up and didn't realize that they were important enough to focus on growing there is not a single person in this world that does not need to focus on growing because the day you stop growing is the day you start dying, right? We've all heard that our entire life and normally it's focused towards business, right? You go to a job, the day you stop learning something new about that job is the day your business starts to die, right? We've all heard that. But take that into yourself and it applies just as much if not more. If you're not constantly feeding yourself, you can't possibly feed others. So I've been having this idea of this company for a while now. And what we will be doing is we will be offering a subscription mail order system um, with great books. Uh, I'm going to start out focusing on women's empowerment and women's enlightenment and women's self-growth. Uh, solely because one, I'm a woman, and it means a lot to me to inspire women. Um, two, I mean, it's like scientifically proven that when women get invested in, they invest in others. Um, and so the more you feed the women around you, the more you're going to end up being fed. Um, I, I always preface my statement when I say that is, 
Not that men don't need to be inspired and men don't need to be fed because that is not the case. Let's just put that out there on the table. I think men, I think there's a stigma around men and self-growth and men and going to therapy and men and making themselves a better version of themselves that is dangerous to society. But with that being said, I am not the expert in men's growth, right? So for me, I feel like where I need to start with this is with women and women's growth because um, I've been there and I have used books to get me to a different place in my life where now I feel like there is a, such a big future ahead and I'm so inspired by that and I hope that I can help other people get there. So with this subscription company, um, each month we are going to mail you with your subscription box a new or fairly new release self growth, um, inspirational, some sort of book that will help you in your path to growing yourself to be better. Um, most of them will be uh, books that you might have heard of or authors you may have heard of. Um, sometimes we'll pull someone that maybe you've never heard of before and uh, support the small starting out writers as long as their books are really good. Um, but sometimes once in a while we may throw out a, um, option on the website where you could purchase a fiction book, um, where it would be more of an inspirational story versus, you know, a nonfiction, you know, a, a real like self growth type embrace yourself kind of book. Um, but and it will come with other things, um, just some fun things to go along with the book itself, right? So um, you may get a journal or you may get some other things that may go along with that particular book. If that book talks about um, gratitude, maybe we, you will get some sort of um, daily gratitude journal, right? Something, you'll get something or two to three things um, with your book that will make it a kind of like a full fun little box to open. Um, so with each box that's purchased, this is, this is the big deal, guys. And I hope you guys are listening right now because I don't want you guys to turn me off because you just said, oh, you're going to do a mail subscription box. We don't want another one of those. We got Stitch Fix. We got Birch Box. We got Fit Fad Phone. We don't need any more, right? Um, each box that's purchased, Rise Up will give back, hence our Rise Up Give Back website. Um, with every box that is purchased, Rise Up will give back to the community a book. Um, we will donate books to women's shelters. We will donate books to women's uh, charities that focus on um, entering back into the workforce or getting um, in, you know, uh, out of domestic violence situations. Whatever the case is where a woman is in a position where maybe they don't feel like they matter. I want to put books and I want to put things in their hands that will help them. Uh, we will also be donating a percentage of our profits every single year 
to those charities across the United States as well. So not only will the charities receive copies of these books to just give to their um, subscribe or their people that are in their uh, uh, part of their charity, um, but they will also get something tangible that they can put towards something monetary, excuse me, that they can put towards the things that their charity really needs to focus on those women and get those women back to a place that are amazing. Long-term goal, guys, obviously we are going to expand to men's boxes and teenagers' boxes and potentially kids' boxes, and we will then focus giving back to those types of organizations. Um, and long, long-term, guys, I want this to end up being a nonprofit where we um, completely start a nonprofit that focuses on women and encouraging women and helping them grow in what they need. Uh, helping them take risks, helping them start companies, helping them do things that they never in their wildest dreams thought was possible because of what society has told them. So that's that's kind of the big idea of Rise Up. Um, again, we, we just want to focus on um, inspiring people and giving them tools that they can use for that inspiration. So with that being said, um, what we will talk about each week, and um, I will try to do a weekly podcast, um, we will talk about a, the book from the previous month. Um, potentially, other topics may come in, right, because we may not take uh, two or three podcasts to talk about one book. Maybe we talk about the book in one podcast, and then the others are just um, kind of inspirational and what we've done and, you know, kind of kind of giving you guys an idea of where we go next and and the, the charities that we work with and focusing on showing you guys, showcasing those to you guys. So, um, you know, just just ideas of where where we are and what we're going and what to expect when you subscribe to our podcast. Um, so very briefly about me personally. Um, I grew up, my dad was a preacher, my mom went to seminary, um, my dad was also in the army, so if you can imagine those two scenarios back to back, um, that's, that's always fun for a kid, and um, I, I moved out between junior and senior year of high school. Um, my parents and I have a great relationship, and they tried their best, but their ideas of keeping me safe was sheltering me where I was not able to do anything at all outside of go to church. And we went to church four or five times a week. That's just the way our family was raised. Um, so when I moved out, I decided very quickly that I was not going to do that, um, that that was not, that was not something I was going to do. I was not going to go to church every week. I was not going to do the things that I knew in my heart were the right things to do um, because I had been so focused for the last 17 years, 18 years, about always being on top and always doing such the right thing that because I knew when I did something wrong that everyone at church would know about it. That is just the life of a preacher's kid. That's why if you look and you Google preacher's kids, a lot of them turn out to be crazy people and not crazy, like, you know, uh, awful, horrible. But, like, they go through a very large and sometimes very deep running 
rebellion time because they feel like there is so much pressure to always be good and always do what's right that when they finally get out from underneath that umbrella, it's like a free-for-all. So um, I did just about everything you can imagine. And a lot of things that we will never talk about on this podcast, let me rephrase, that we probably will end up at some point talking about. But right now, that's not where I'm going with this whole story. It was just a really, I got to a really low time. And I would honestly say I got to a point where I feel like I was at my low. I hit rock bottom. I had been the victim of a sexual assault. I had spiraled out of control with taking pills and drinking. And I just needed a release and I needed something to, something to give. And so I just woke up one day and said, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different. And my something different was pretty much just stop doing the bad things that I was doing, right? Which, listen, that was my first step. But for quite a few years, I felt like, well, that was good enough. I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. I didn't eat pills. I didn't do any of those things anymore. And so, therefore, I must be good, right? Um, I was managing a restaurant at the time. I met my husband, my now husband. We uh, dated for two and a half years. We got married. And then we moved to North Carolina. And we started talking about potentially starting a family. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, if we're going to start a family, I want our family raised in church. And I want the kids to grow up going to, to Bible school on Sunday mornings. And I want them to understand, you know, what God is and have that basis. I don't want to be crazy people that go 17 days a week. But I do want to make sure that they understand that God is important. So that is what happened. We found a great church in North Carolina and we got plugged in and it was really, really great. And it was some of the best times of my life. I got a job which enabled me to gain um, tools in a field that I had never worked in and I was really good at it. And then I was able to leave that company and go to another company and I was promoted very quickly up the chain where I pretty much ran a division of a company that I was in no way qualified to run. And I was, I was happy. And Christmas two years ago, so Christmas of 2017, um, my husband's grandfather passed away. And we came up to Rhode Island, where his family lived, for the funeral. And I um, saw my kids playing with their cousins and their aunts and uncles, and the issue was in North Carolina, we had no family. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, that's where my husband and I had met, and that is where um, everything that I knew was there. And my whole family was there, my, my parents are there still in the same house they moved into when I was in elementary school. My sister and brother-in-law lived there. Um, it was just, this is kind of, that was home. So North Carolina, because of this church, felt like home. And then we get this idea that maybe we should move back to Rhode Island because at least we would be near family and the kids could grow up with lots of cousins around. And, and that's, that is a big deal. I didn't have family nearby when I was a kid. And I think, honestly, 
I don't have a good relationship with the rest of my extended family and not because I don't love them, but because I don't know them. And I didn't want that for my kids. So reluctantly, I kind of said, well, all right, if we can sell the house and if you can get a job and if everything kind of works out, then we'll move. Well, should never test God, right? So our house sold in 24 hours. Uh, my husband got a job. Didn't make quite what we had hoped with moving to New England, but it was not a decrease in salary. And so therefore we felt like it was, you know, fine. And um, my company initially had said, well, you can work from home. And so it was pretty much one of those, like every single thing worked out. So we packed up and we moved to Rhode Island and uh, that I lovingly refer to the North Pole as I'm looking out my back window right now on our porch and I have about three feet of snow piled up in a big pile. But um, it, we moved here and quickly found a church that I do love. Uh, I volunteer. I do a lot of volunteer work with them and I love, love, love our church. Our church is focused very much like our North Car our church from North Carolina on uh, touching people and helping people and reaching the community and not judging people. And, and that is a big deal to me. Big, big deal, right? But it didn't, it wasn't enough for me to not start spiraling into a very negative mental state. I was very depressed. Um, I was traveling a lot going back to North Carolina for work and back to Georgia every once in a while for work. And um, I was literally like living my life for those trips. All I could look forward to was the next time I was going to North Carolina because that was the only time that I felt happy. It got so bad that there were times I thought honestly about just staying. And guys, I have two kids and a husband who I love dearly, but I was in such a bad place and I was so depressed with being here that I honestly had thoughts of just not coming home. And last year, a friend of mine at our new church here in Rhode Island, well, the church is in Massachusetts, but um, our church in New England, she had recommended that I read a book called Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And I don't read self-growth, self-help inspiring books. I'm more of a... Um, Tom Clancy, Michael Crichton, you know, suspenseful, drama, science fiction, you know, anything that is exciting and keeps my interest, self-help books never do. And so I just kind of said, oh yeah, that's good, yeah. Mm -hmm. So one day uh, around the fall, I was doing some volunteer work and I was going to be at church all week. And I had my phone and I said, you know, I'll look at Audible and just see like how much it is. I never had used it before. And so I got Girl, Wash Your Face for free during a trial. Guys, I am not kidding you. I listened to it three times that week while I was at church. And then I listened to it again or two more times over the next week. And I still will open up my Audible app and go back and listen to that book sometimes because it literally changed my life. She had a lot of her childhood that mirrored mine. 
except for where I left home and I said, screw it, I'm not gonna do what I'm supposed to do. She said, screw it, I'm not gonna let anything dictate where my future can be. And I really started thinking about it. Now the first initial thought was, well that kind of sucks, right? You know, like look at where I could have been if only I had had a little bit more faith in myself, if only I had had someone that pushed me a little bit more than I did. And then I started thinking about why am I blaming other people about where I am in my life? No one, and I mean no one, told me to take pills. No one told me to do anything. That was me. So what am I going to do about it? So that part was awesome. And then you get further into the book, and I start to really almost cry. Because she talks about her drive to want to work, and her drive to want to be successful, and her drive to want to change the world and the focus that so many of us as women have where people look at us and say well you have kids you can't do that you have to be able to be at home with your kids well just like rachel i call bs on that i am not a stay-at-home mom i do not like serving on the pta i don't want to make 400 fruit cups with fancy faces on them with googly eyes. That's not my, that's not where my joy comes from. And honestly, if you want me to tell you just blankly, I don't have the patience for that. I love my children. I love them more than I love myself. There is nothing that I would not do for their safety and for their security, and to show them that I love them. But here's the difference. And guys, you guys need to listen to me. Ladies, you need to listen to me. What they think that they need is not always right, correct? As moms and dads, you guys know there are times that our kids want certain things, and we know that that's not the best for them, right? Me showing my children that I work hard, that I focus on my dreams, that I make those dreams a reality is just as important to their future as me going to the PTA meeting on Tuesday night. I hope you guys are hearing me. Me teaching them that they have dreams and they have goals and they need to chase those. They need to understand that it is okay for them to want something more. Now, hear this. If I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, I would be saying the same thing, right? I applaud stay-at-home moms more than probably anybody you know because I honestly don't have the patience for it. I don't. At the end of the day, I feel upset. I feel like my day has just not, it's just not a good fit for me long term. 
I love being at home with my kids. That is not what I mean. And if anybody writes a negative comment about me being a bad parent, I will delete it and I will completely block you from ever being able to comment ever again. You guys are not hearing, those people are not hearing what I'm actually saying. I'm saying whatever your dream is, whether your dream is to have seven kids and be a stay-at-home mom and literally hand-make every science project with your child for the next 12 years, then amazing. You do that and you do it amazingly well and do it every day with the passion that you had the day before. If your goals and dreams are to open your own company and to be a CEO and to someday have your company on the Fortune 500 list, then you do that. You pursue that dream with every inch of passion that you have. And if that means that sometimes you miss something, just understand that you are also showing so much to those kids that it's not the end of the world. That they might say, oh, mommy missed the school dance on Tuesday night. And you may get some dirty looks from other moms who don't understand that you're chasing your dreams and by you prioritizing you and your life that you can end up being such a better mom for your kids because they not only see that you're chasing your dreams and see you accomplishing something, but you are happier because you come home every day being fulfilled and not being angry. Do you hear that? I hope you guys understand where I'm going with this because this is, this is a big deal. And I think um, I was actually writing in my business plan the other day about how women a lot of times are taught starting pretty much at birth that their job is to get married, have babies, cook and clean. And yes, if you want to work a side job or you want to work somewhere to bring home some money, that's amazing. You do it. But when it comes down to it, those of us that want to chase more of a career path versus a home path tend to be looked down on by society, right? You get the mom guilt. You've heard that talked about. That's, that's crap. Let's just, let's just throw it out there. It's not okay. Why am I asked, well, you're going to miss the dance? Why? Oh, I have a business meeting out of town. I have to, oh, oh, you leave. Do you ever feel like guilty about like leaving? Why is my husband never asked that question? Now hear that. I have never in my life seen my husband in our, in the life of our kids. I have never in my life seen my husband asked by anybody does he feel guilty for pursuing his job? My dad worked for the government for years and years and years and years and years, and he traveled all over the world. And there were times he was gone for two and three months at a time. Never once, to my knowledge, was my dad ever asked by any of my teachers, well, you know, maybe you should think about changing jobs or maybe, you know, getting a job closer to home so that you're not gone so much because you're missing a lot. Never once. That is the kind of subconscious 
talk that we want women to understand that they don't have to deal with, that they don't have to let drive them, and they don't have to let it dictate to them where they go in their life. Something that Rachel Hollis talks about in her books and and something that I've always talked about um, is that your past does not dictate your future. And as a Christian, this has a huge personal feeling, right? Because we have to understand that no matter what downfalls, no matter what negative things that we go through in our life, right? So no matter what happens, no matter what decisions that we make that may have been something that wasn't the best for us, no matter where we are, that does not dictate how far we can go. And I hope you heard that. Think about people like Oprah, right? Grew up in the projects, had you know, no money, uh, put herself through college. She got turned down and turned down and turned down for jobs. And now she is Oprah, right? Um, there are hundreds of these stories where I believe it's Samuel L. Jackson and somebody correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. I don't even think he started acting until his 40s. Guys, nothing that you do in your past, no decision that you make can ever change the direction of your life and where you have the potential of going. And I hope you guys hear that. I, it's, it's just, it's really important. That is, if you get nothing else out of today's podcast, I hope that you get that. So if you guys have not read Rachel Hollis's Girl, Wash Your Face, I would suggest it. It was inspiring. It was um, amazing to see her growth. Um, She is a Christian, but it is not a Christian book. And by that means that she does talk about the Bible and her personal faith and how that applies to some of the things that she talks about. But it is not an in-your-face, like if you don't believe her or the Bible, that you can't get something out or a lot of things out of the book. Um, If you uh, listen to her podcast or you go on her website or you go and research the Hollis Company, you will find that she is the most, one of the most inclusive people that you will ever meet. Uh, she will say over and over again, I don't care if you are, you know, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, or Jedi, right? Like that's kind of one of her little fun things that she says. You are welcome there, right? She does not hide her faith, but she does not say that it's exclusive to her group and for self-growth and for understanding that you are made for more. So um, definitely go get Girl, Wash Your Face. It was, it was amazing. It takes you from her whole life and kind of where she is and um, the things that the truth, the lies that she told herself that she could never get somewhere because of and all of the lies and the reasons behind those lies and why she believed those lies um, some of them are powerful, 
and some of them are are more comedic um, but the point of them is that that you are in control of where you go and you are in control of your happiness and I have said this for years that you cannot blame your past and you cannot blame someone else for where you are because even with the negative things in your past they make you who you are today they mold you to the person that you will become and that if you can't find gratitude even in those negative situations then where where do we go right I told you guys earlier that I was a victim of sexual assault. I had been taking a lot of pills. I had been drinking. And someone offered to drive me home and didn't. So I can tell you that I could look back on that situation. And I could feel bad for myself. And I could let it keep me from building relationships with others. And I could make it let I could let it make me bitter towards anybody. I could keep it from me being intentional in my relationship with my husband, in my emotional and physical relationship with my husband. I could keep it, I could let it keep me from pursuing goals to help women across the world. Because I can say, well, this bad thing happened to me this one time. And it was really bad. And so I get a free pass. And I know people, I know a woman who, I won't use her name, even though she's very open about her story, but she was kidnapped by her father and raped by her father for multiple days. She can take that situation where it is something that no one, and when I tell you no one, I mean no one, should ever go through. The person in your life that's supposed to protect you and keep you safe is your father and your mother. And when those people go back on that trust and that protection in such a drastic way, awful, horrible way. She could say, there's no coming back from that and I'm done with life. Or she can take that and say, you know what? I'm going to go speak at every survivor's conference that I can get to. And I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to hold up cards on YouTube and I'm going to put my story out there so that there's other women that know that they may have gone through the same exact thing that I did. And maybe they didn't have the, nut, the, the ability to be able to tell someone about what they've gone through. Are you hearing me? Maybe, they, maybe your story, maybe those bad things that happened to you in your life happened to you so that you would have perspective. So that you could talk to someone someday about their experience. Because I bet you a dollar for everybody that's listening right now, for you guys, anything that happened negatively in your life that shaped you, everything that happened, big time happened, right? I'm not talking you broke your nail last week. I'm talking things happened to you that were big deals. 
For those people that had those things happen, I bet you that at least one person in your sphere of influence had the same or like the same type of thing happen to them. Maybe not on the level that you did, but they may have had something happen that, that affected them profoundly that your story can help them conquer a fear. Your story can help them get past where they were. Your story can, can change the way that they look on life. Man, if he can do it, I can. If she can do it, I can. Right? So, listen guys, I wanted to keep this at 30 minutes and we're at 37 now. So, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for listening today. Again, um, recap, we are Rise Up. We will be starting a monthly subscription box service starting... My hope is uh, May, it may be June before I am actually able to get the first ones sent out. Um, but I will have more information as the weeks come. Um, I'm going to try to do a weekly podcast here. Talk to you guys a little bit about what I see, what's going on. Um, my story, I'm going to get emails from you guys on your stories that that you guys might want to talk about. Um and then after we launch the book, each of these um, will end up being a, one of these, excuse me, will end up being a podcast about the previous month's book. So um, I just thank you guys so much again. I can't even describe to you guys how important it is for me that I know that there are people out there that get something out of this. So if you do feel like this has been really good for you, um, or maybe there's a topic that you would like uh, me to talk about, um, just shoot me an email. Um, my, I don't have my business email up yet, so you know what? I'm just going to lay it all out there. Just email my personal email, shirleyjgerard at yahoo.com. S-H-I-R-L-E-Y-J-G-I-R-A-R-D at yahoo.com. Guys, that's as real as I get. That is literally my personal email that I have had since I got married. Um, someday I may have to turn that off now, but just um, just email me there and tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you want to talk about it. Tell me your story. Um, I would love to hear it. I would love to talk to you guys. I really want to build a community here, um, and I really want us to get to a point where this, this group, um, whether you participate in the box service or not, um, that you feel empowered and that you feel inspired and that you feel like focusing on yourself is worth it. And so that's the goal. So again, it's called Rise Up. We will be sending out boxes for each box purchased. We will be donating a book, a self-help, uh, self-inspiring, uh, some sort of you can do this attitude book to a charity focused on women getting out of uh, negative situations and uh, donating a percentage of our profits as well. So I thank you guys again. You guys are amazing. Until next week, stay strong. Focus on yourself. Know that ambition is not a dirty word. It is okay to chase your dreams. It's okay to want more for your life. It's okay to stop apologizing for being who you are. Stop trying to live up to what everyone else thinks. 
and just be you, okay? I love you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Go out, do something nice, smile, make it happen.